Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Keith Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Second Shot, sitting here in the illustrious studios. You know how lost I would be if I didn't have you doing the intro stuff? Because I just kind of sit here and daze out until I hear you talk. And re- I just now realize like, you're the one who's got to be on point there. Yeah. But you do so good at it. I, I, am, I'm, I am amazing. I've told you over and over. Um, Very true. It's, it's pretty impressive, the things I do. Yeah. And make yeah. it look at easy. Shocking every day. Similar to the way <laughs> I'm sure Jade producer, feels the same way. Yeah, yeah. She's rolling her eyes. Uh, just similar to the way our producer Zach does. And hearing Kristen's voice, I haven't seen her in weeks. Bless her heart. I'm keeping up with her on Facebook, though. She's such a good mom. You know, I feel bad. Uh, she's coming in tomorrow to voice something for me. Yeah, I made it You're like a eight, I made it, I made it, I made it, Okay, listen, this this was half me. Uh, I was working on another project, and, and we needed a voice. And uh, my 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 boss Sarah was in here talking about it, and I played a clip for. Her. I actually played the intro to your guys' show and yeah. said, "Hey, listen, here's kind of an example of what we do." And the person we were working with said. That's the voice. That's her. I, I want that voice. Yeah. And my boss said, perfect, we'll call her. And I said, no, 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 come on, she's on maternity leave. Yeah. She's doing the hardest job in the world. Give her a break. But yeah. uh, Kristen was excited to, to, to be a part of it, so I, you I, know, I think and she's coming. <laughs> and it's part of who she is, too, so I know she's got a passion for it, and she yeah, really is she really good at what she does. Speaking and, of creativity. Uh, yeah, speaking of creativity, she does the right thing in the right way and has success by it. Here's a guy in Florida. Florida. And Every crazy Florida, bro. story always happens Florida. in the state of Florida. And and I love Florida. I lived there for several years. Yeah. Love it. But man, if it's crazy, it comes out of Florida. I think it's the weather. I think the weather draws yeah. them in. You can you can be crazy, live in Florida. You can be homeless, live in Florida. You know, you just don't even feel it. The mild weather all the time. But it's always Florida. And here's a guy. Here's a guy who got real creative uh, in a bad way. Uh, drug smuggler turns meth into art smoke a lot of meth do you Heath? <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, a lot of people would think i would as fidgety and as add as i am but but no i'm i'd be the guy that if i did that i'd be on the street broke begging yeah. for a dollar probably. toothless <laughs> toothless one brown have two brown teeth yep. at least they meet in the middle you stay know? away from meth um, kids yeah so florida investigators say a smuggler coated vases in methamphetamine paste so basically dip them into liquid meth and then he covered them in mirrored tiles. And so he just took little glass tiles and he decorated them. And, you know, the kind of stuff that you see at Pottery Barn or I'm confused on like how that. that ends up turning. Like, you take that off and, like, fall. I guess, I, so I mean, I don't know. That what, was the only issue. thing I know about meth this is Breaking is, Bad. This right. is how he got, great show, by the way. This is how he got caught. He wanted someone who could now take it, take the tiles off, and break down the solution back into a sellable form. Product. And so uh, this guy, he hired an undercover uh, sheriff that uh, smart was yeah genius there, mm-hmm. and obviously he got busted. So he had about 44, 42, 44 pounds of meth that that was potential. I mean, I'm, wow. I'm, a, I'm a, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't sure. keep up with the current yeah. exchange rate of meth to dollar <laughs> ratio, but uh, I don't know. But I gotta assume it was a pretty good little street value on that thing. What I take from this. How many people do you know who are just doing something they should not be doing? Whether it is in a relationship, their marriage, uh, their business, 
and they're just trying to make it look good. You know what? I know I'm doing wrong, but I can dress this thing up. I can pretty up. this I can, baby up. I can polish this turd. And you I can know post what? everything on Sell Facebook how great everything is. <laughs> I can push it past everybody, man. Everybody's going to be fooled. Everybody is going to be duped into believing I did this heck of a job. Oh, it was creative. And how many people, dadgum, how many people work hard? To do the wrong thing <laughs> when they could have done the smart. right thing easier. And they're smart. Like yeah. I mean, he obviously had to be smart enough to think of how to get in liquid. And I mean, that's yeah. that, that takes some intelligence. Right. Do you know how meticulous that project was? Yes. This guy could have applied his creativity and his trade and gone out there and made an honest living. But no. No, now he's going to spend 22 years in jail. Because I know what you're saying. They're going, oh, yeah, but do you know the upside if he'd have sold 42 pounds of meth on the street? That guy, would he'd have made a killing. Yeah, but now he's not he's making anything. He's the reward. <laughs> now he's going to jail. Now he's going to get three meals a day. He's going to get a cellmate that likes to snuggle. And he's going to be he's going to be pulling 22 years in jail. Wow. In prison. Well, and it, it, it kind of goes back to that deal in business, too, that there are no shortcuts. Mm-hmm. There, there is no easy way... To make that buck, and I was watching the show, that movie Hacker, about the people that that were hacking, that did all these massive hacks, right? Right. They hacked all those ATMs in Europe and and did all that and had (coughs) hundreds of millions of dollars and did that one more job that got them done. Yeah. When's enough enough? There is no such thing. When you start traveling down the path of wrong, you're not going to, I know, I think all the people who, I, I think there's a lot of people that don't start off bad. Yeah. I think they take one bad step. And they think that'll be the last bad step because I just need that one hit. You yeah. know, I just need to get that one forty pounds of meth over, and I more. get that money. I'm not going to need it anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. But what happens is you need a little bit more. So it's like taking that one step. You don't stop. Most, I mean, ninety nine percent of all criminals could have stopped yeah. and got away, but they never do. And here's the thing: you that are listening, if you're if you're trying to pass the wrong thing off as the right thing, you know you're doing it. You know what it is in your life. You know the thing. You know where you're cutting the corners. You know where you're trying to take the shortcuts. And you know what you're doing. And it might be, again, it might be in your marriage. It could be in any aspect of your life. Because we all do it. Mm -hmm. We all do it. And we try to pass it off as legitimate, as authentic. And I'm telling you. We make ourselves believe that. Somebody asked me the other day. They said, we watch your videos. And the biggest thing that communicates to us is we feel that you're genuine. Now, Understand, genuine you doesn't mean... You got him mean, fooled. You got that right. But, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Because genuine does not mean I do everything right. Yep. Genuine doesn't mean I don't make mistakes. Genuine doesn't mean I don't have flaws. Genuine just says I communicate with authenticity you just tell from, the truth. from my heart. This is, this is what's coming out of me right now. I didn't make this up. This is the way I feel. Uh, a lot of people say, well, I know, Chad. He's not perfect. That's not what genuine means. Genuine means I'm willing to show you my flaws. I'm willing to expose myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I am willing I am willing to let the real me be seen. And I'm always the first person to say, look, uh, I, I, I mess up. But the most liberating thing you can do is just be yourself. Yep. Be yourself. You can't be successful unless you're going to be authentic. I look at you. You're authentic. Nobody else is going to wear those shoes because, and I like the shoes, but I can't wear those shoes. I mean, I could, but like, I'm not going to do that day in and day out. Yeah, yeah. I, that's just not me. Yeah. I love those shoes. I, I, I look at, you know, I tell people all the time, and I'm like, somebody said the other day, they said, you know, 
I see people who watch Heath Oaks and they see pictures of him. And they're like, wow, why, why did he wear that? And this girl said, I think he's a pretty damn good dresser. <laughs> no, well, but it, it's just who I am. That's why, and I don't care what anybody thinks. It That's doesn't what matter. I like and how I it be, is. I tell people all the time, I be I, you be you. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, this goes back to sales too. You know how many people I meet that go, well, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not going to be in sales. The sales isn't for me. And you realize you sell every day. You know, you sell your kids to go every to bed day. at eight o'clock at night on time. You sell what you sell everything all the time, what you're doing day in and day out. You yep. sell. The difference is, is you think in your head that a salesperson is a scum, <laughs> sleazy person talking somebody into something they don't right. know. Right. The truth is, you believe your kids should be bed at eight. So you're very convincing yeah. at the fact that they're going to go to bed at eight. Yeah. Me and sales, I believe 100% in what I do. I believe in the career opportunity that's changed my life forever. And I believe if, if you're hungry enough, then you want to come in, I can change your life with the career that I can offer you. Yeah. I also believe that if you want to purchase one of our insurance products, we're going to pay you yeah. when you need it. I believe those things. I turned down an extreme amount of money to leave the company I'm at now. Yes, you did. An extreme amount of money that was ungodly that I never thought was possible because I could not believe in the strategy where they were headed. Mm-hmm. My dad always taught me, he said, son, if you're making a decision, when you're making it, if you can't find three reasons that are more important than money, it's not a good decision. Money should be a factor, but it should be about number four factor. But there should be three things more important. And so when I look at things, I go, what is it? I can sell and be convincing on what I believe in. You know, the Energy Ogre, I believed in it so much. I told Me everybody. Too. Me too. Yeah. It's not because I'm selling something I don't believe in. Yep. And you got to be authentic with it and you got to be honest with it. Don't pass your meth off as art. Do not polish your poison. <laughs> not a good idea. Don't polish your poison. All right, hang on. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Second segment of Second Shot. Hold on. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Hey everybody, it's Chad here. And if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week. And there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. So how much how much are you charging for that vase right there? It's very beautiful. It's an incredible piece of artwork. <laughs> you know, right it's there. original. It came out of Florida, believe it, came it or not. Florida. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Is that glass? That, that's incredible. It really... It's a, a, yeah, these mirrored kind of tiles. Kind of got a know. blue tint to it. Ooh. I don't know. Is meth really blue or is that just breaking bad? I like it. Let me read the bottom of this. It says, uh, made by Heisenberg. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, well, anyway, um, I knew you had a pretty big price tag on this thing. So, oh, boy, the stuff that people do that are absolutely crazy. Let's talk about something a little more edifying and uh, build our listeners up here. This is a pretty interesting because it becomes a hot topic at the end of college football every year. So the headline says the 10 FBS teams with the easiest non-conference schedules in 2017. So what they're going to do is is, is the, the major schools – that have the easiest non-conference schedules. Now, the reason that is a topic, if you're not fully aware of how it all works, it comes down to this, the playoff error. When it comes down, if there's 
10 teams, if all teams have one-loss schedules, mm-hmm. one loss on there, they're going to look at their schedule yeah, the and see who had the hardest games against them, right? <clears throat> so you can't prepare or do anything or change your conference schedule. You're in that conference, can't change. So if your whole conference is weak that year and you kill all of them, there's nothing you can do about that. They can't right. hold that against you. You can't change it. But what they can hold against you is is if you're a, a Texas and you schedule Montana State and <laughs> and, and – and Tim Buck to you yeah. that's somewhere else for all your non-conference schedules, mm. or do you have a couple tougher opponents leading up to it? And and then you know they're going to judge you on that if it comes down to it being kind yeah. of a tight way uh, of who it is. They're going to look at those non-conference right. schedules. So there's going to be a handful of teams um, that did they that put them in order of what they thought were the easy schedules? Were they in order, or is it just random? Like, well, but it, you got to think about it too. 10. This is all just. Yeah, you know, what if because yeah. all of those teams that say they got the easy schedules could all be the toughest schedules because who knows that you think those teams are weak, but they yeah, could be strong. So, yeah. But at the end of the day, it really what I think is interesting about how it all works is if you want to set yourself up for easy lay down wins, yeah. it could come back and, and, and bite you in the butt. And, and right. that kind of happens in life, don't you think? I definitely think it does. Now, personally, personally we all want i believe we all want the easy road absolutely we want the easy street uh and i have people all the time i i got a fortune cookie the I other saw night that. did you see that yeah. most yeah, amazing that thing too. most yeah. amazing thing um got a fortune cookie the other day and uh it said i opened it up and you gotta understand i, I make my living in the world of entertainment and I'm pulling the thing up here on Instagram because I posted the picture of it. It says, you will be unusually successful in an entertainment career. <laughs> I mean, how random is that? Yeah, that's you know? funny. So I posted the picture of it, and, and I'm not a superstitious person, but I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. And so I posted that, and a lot of people said, well, it was correct because you're already there. Yeah, I'm you're like, not anywhere where you want to like, be. I'm like, you, you got to be out of your mind. I mean, I look at that, and I'm like, yeah, I've achieved some level of success, and I enjoy what I do, and I'm certainly proud of it, but... It's been a hard, hard road. And you know what? The more successful you become, the harder it becomes. So now you take these perennial champions like an Alabama or Clemson, who's been in the national championship the last two years and won the last one. These guys that are Ohio State and some of these guys, you know what? They expect their schedules to be tough. They look for it because they know that people are going to look at it and say, oh, yeah, of course they won. It was easy for them. We have people now who look at us and say, oh, yeah, you know, you got lucky or this happened for you or your daddy helped you or some kind of thing like that. No. The, the further you go, the more successful you become, the harder the schedule becomes. 98.5% of all lottery winners go bankrupt. They do. It was given to them. It was easy. Yeah. And I look at it and I think that as your college football team, if you're sitting there and scheduling all of the Tim Buck 2 U's and, and leading up to it <laughs> and you just roll over everybody. Yeah. What happened, you know, you're, it's very easy for the, the people, the core leadership on the team to stay positive yeah. and upright whenever you're beating people 40 to nothing, okay? Yeah. Wouldn't you find out who's really leaders yeah. and what leadership is and who really says, um, you know, what your team's made of yeah. is when you're down by two touchdowns at halftime yeah. and you come out like Tom Brady did with the Patriots and Bill Belichick because nobody would have counted that leadership team out because they'd been there. They've been there, they've been down, and they figured a way. Now, so if you set yourself up for nothing but good times, how are you going to figure out what the reaction will be 
when the rough times come. That's yeah. why they can't handle it. That's why people who win the lottery are given all those millions. Yeah. They blow it all because they can't handle it because nothing led up to that happening to where they appreciated it that much more and knew how to react. Yeah. I've told you this story before. My grandparents' neighbor won $12 million in a lottery, and his big Ooh. idea was to set up meth labs in his backyard, so he brought in the trailers and probably built vases. But uh, <laughs> it, and it, he's, he went to prison, and he died in prison. Uh, but it, it, it's interesting because this morning I had a little challenging thing that happened, and I texted a very, very dear friend of mine about that. And she said to me, she said, well, that sounds like one of my mornings. And I told her, I said, you got to quit saying things like that. I said, I've noticed a trend in you here lately. You keep putting out these negative comments, and I don't believe that it, saying it creates reality, but I believe we— No, I, I do. I do. I, well, here's what I believe. I believe we rise to pursue our confessions. Yes. We'll pursue it. If we keep putting it out there, well, that's what we're chasing. Yeah. And I told her, I said, I want you to correct that because, yes, you have been through some challenging and stressful things in the last year or so, however long. I said, but you are also one of the most successful and smartest women I know. And if it weren't for those things, you would not be that person. Yep. People seek her counsel in business all the time. And I'm like, I want, you to, I want you to look at that. If you weren't dealing with the tough issues on a daily basis that come your way, you would not be accomplishing the things that you're doing right now. And she'll continue to accomplish greater things. And I really believe that the tough times you go through, all that's doing is really testing you to see if you can handle the next. I think God right. puts it on us at times that... He's seen if it's going to be worth it. Can can, can he hand that much power yeah. and success to you? Yeah. Can you do it that way? You know, and and but I but I believe that all of those adversities lead up to you being able to overcome. Because again, I would think as a head coach running mm -hmm. my team, you know, I don't want to get into the national championship and have our first adversity to just figure out how they're going to react. You yeah. know, I would much. You know, it's kind of like raising your kids. I, I think that when 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 I look at it and go, do you let your kids? have those struggles or do you want to try to protect them and you hold them in and then you hear about all those college kids that went wild when they first got out of the house because the parents and senior in high school made them be home by 8 30 at night right sheltered them they get to the real world and they go crazy because they don't have that like you want your family and your teams that yeah. you're leading get the adversity now so while while you're there you can help coach them through it yeah would you, wouldn't you rather coach them through those tough times and help them versus yeah. not being able to be there or being in the national championship, the game, yeah. and, and, and trying to figure it out? You know, the Falcons versus the Patriots is very simple. The Patriots have a lot of experience being there with their yeah. head leadership has been there over and over. The Falcons had good leadership, but they had never been in the, they'd never been winning by that yeah. big at halftime to know what was coming, where the Patriots been on both sides. Been experience. There. You got to be there. Yeah. You got to go through the struggle to get it. I was at a little league game. Uh, one of my kids God, was playing. God, the little the league games. Trust me, trust me. <laughs> I could sit here and talk forever, but uh, there was a kid uh, this weekend, and uh, his dad is the coach, and he put him in at a position he didn't want to play, and the kid threw his glove, kicked his glove, started cussing his dad slash coach, Ooh, and his oh, dad wow. pulled him out of the game. He actually, they came to blows. The kid started punching his dad, and of course his dad's trying to console him and pet him and stuff like that, which I have a little bit a different technique when it comes to parenting. But the... Uh, I can tell you this, thought never crossed my mind to no, raise my voice no, or no, my no. hands at my dad. Oh, no, sure. no, 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 no. My dad was a golden glove boxer when oh, he was no. young. That never thought crossed my no, mind. No, I'd have been a puddle of goo. Yeah. Well, then, last night we had a game, and my son, he had a little, he had a great, great game, um, and he... Uh, the coach put him in at a position in the last inning where he felt like he would be strategic. Well, he had a little meltdown. He had a little fit. And uh, he didn't do any of that other stuff, but his attitude got really, really wrong. Well, my wife got a little upset, and I said, I'll, I'll handle this. So he came off the field. They won the game, and he came out, and he goes, um, he goes, um, 
I did great today. Didn't I do great? And I said, uh, let's talk about that. I said, tell me the difference between your attitude today and the attitude you had or what you said about your teammate the other day because you were criticizing him and acting that way. But your attitude was the same way. And I said, you know, it's real easy to talk about other people, how they react in adversity yeah, yeah, yeah. when they get something they don't like. But how is your attitude whenever it hits you? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world because some people go through hell. But your attitude makes all the difference. But the more you go through, the more you know how to overcome it and get better. And it makes you a winner. Yep. Makes you a winner. That's why Nick Saban's going to make $11.5 million a year for the next eight years. Hey, because he knows how to handle the toughest conference in the world. That's the SEC. I'm a Georgia Bulldog talking about it. So, (laughs) hey, we're going to get out here and go to a break before the debate comes. Okay, hit the music, Zach. Hit the music right now before we get into a debate. See you right back on Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCN. Sitting here in the RNCN studios, high atop Dallas, Texas. Actually, I don't think we're in Dallas, are we? Where are we? Irving, oh, Dallas. Austin. No, this is this Dallas. Is this Dallas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically Dallas, it all, yeah. It, your it all sense of direction together. must be way off to think lost Los Clemens. Yeah, I know. We're, <laughs> yeah. I know a little I, north. I know where I passed it. Yeah. Hey, uh, guys, remember... If you like us, if you share this with other people, if it if it helps you in any way, share it with somebody. Leave us a rating wherever you listen to it at, and, and let's spread the word about the second shot. Heath Oaks yeah. will put a dollar in an annuity in your name. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> and hope that it takes off. Whatever and Chad young, says. Young whippersnapper. Here's a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> That's Zach, a big dollar. Zach, All right. we got some questions? Yeah, yeah. I had a question. Uh, you know, last episode we got together, and I was thinking about this, uh, and you guys started talking about influence, which was great. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, you guys have got to run into lucky, like you mentioned in the last episode. You run into a lot of people who will probably say you're lucky. Yeah. You know, you guys, you're you're very fortunate. You know, and 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 I'm curious from somebody, as somebody who who disagrees with that statement, what's the, what's the trick to staying humble? How how do how do you maintain humility? I, I don't believe in luck, but I do believe in being blessed. Yeah. I do believe I I believe in God. I believe we're created. I believe in uh, providential fortune, if you will, providential blessings. Sure. And for me, uh, I know that uh, I know that I can't I can't be a little god player myself. I can't go out there. I'm not a little dictator that demands certain things for my life. What comes to me should humble me, and I'll tell you why. Because I have hit rock bottom so many times. We've talked about this on other episodes. I know what it means to truly be broken. Mm-hmm. I've experienced loss. I've experienced things that really broke me and i'll tell you when you get that way when the blessings come in it doesn't puff you up it is it's a humbling thing it really is because you look at it and say i am receiving so much more than i truly deserve i mean i I should have been dead on the side of the road at 18 and uh, here i am at 44 years old living out my dream so it's a humbling thing i I think there's a couple things is that um i don't 
I don't forget where I come from, and I was I was raised by uh, strong parents that grounded me um, a long time ago. And were there times that that I got real close to breaking, going the opposite way of humble? Absolutely, sure. And and the temptation always has been there. But I would tell you, I think at the end of the day, if I go, what's the one thing that holds it is my why. My why, when I got in the insurance business, 100% commission, career opportunity, 1099. I had no education, nothing great about me. Um, there was, you know, people go, oh, you just born that sales talk. No, you didn't see me 10 years ago. It's right. confidence and knowledge I have now that can make me come off that way. And, and I look a lot better because I've made a lot of money to buy nicer stuff. I didn't have that back then. So <laughs> I come back to my why. My why changed drastically when my life changed because of the amount of income and lifestyle I was able to gain from this career. And so my why is giving that same thing to other people. And so you don't, I don't think about being humble or not because I know that the best way to give that opportunity to others is the way that I am and who I am and what I do and, and how I get out. So if it was all about me, I could easily not be humble, but it's not about me. Right. My why is what drives me. And Simon Sinek has... Uh, look up the book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I always say it wrong. It's Sinek or Sinek. I always say it wrong. But <laughs> Start With Why is a phenomenal book. But it all comes back, I think, what Holmes is what your why is. Yeah. I can respect that. Not forgetting where you came from. Yeah. All right. Speaking towards that, you said something that caught my ear. Chad, you as well. Um, America's top scientists developed a time machine. And they say, you guys are going in it. Go back and talk to yourselves when you're 18. You said this last episode, but I'm curious if your answer's changed. Um, what would you tell yourself? Be yourself. Biggest thing I could do, because because back then I was trying to be an echo of everybody else's voice. Um, and there, there were so many things that, that I was, I, I was just pursuing the wrong path because I was not comfortable in my identity. You know, I'm in the process of, of working on a, a new book. It's called Life in the Driver's Seat. And I'll tell you, I spent a lot of years uh, in the passenger seat just being carted around. Uh, letting life take me wherever the wind blew, and, and that's just it was. It's living out of the wrong identity. It leads to the wrong destiny. And mine is mine was very simple. Mine was I, I would go back and tell my 19 year old self to think bigger than you are right now. Mm -hmm. Understand you the, the the impact you can potentially have on the world is bigger than what you can possibly dream of. The um, everything that you want to achieve and want others to achieve, think bigger. Like I only thought as big as I thought that there was and you know it's like every step of next level i got to i was introduced and around more people that had that that was making a bigger impact or or anything like that that i wanted more be like and realized man if i i, I shot for this you know i shot for the moon i mean i like if you're shooting for the moon land on stars i shot for the stars and i landed on it really quick yeah and you know that's and that put me in a lull for a while so if i would have shot for the moon i i, I may i may have hit that moon and yeah. and yet you know I, I always go back. I, 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 you got to think bigger. I mean, myself, I, I should have been dreaming bigger. Um, I just didn't know any better. Yeah, I always say that you got to. When it comes to vision and dreams, you got to you got to have a dream so big that it gets you out of bed in the morning. It inspires you. It creates passion, and you got to be able to see beyond the, the limits of your boundaries right now. Because you know, we're we're surrounded by four walls right now. We have no idea what's going on outside. We don't know, and until you get out of those walls and you see where you can be 
I'll tell you, I love that old apocryphal story about uh, King George wrote in his diary on July 4th, 1776, nothing important happened today. Yeah. And uh, probably not true, but that's a funny story if you think, because, you know, revolution had been declared against him in his own kingdom. And he had no idea because he couldn't see beyond his boundaries. Couldn't see across the Atlantic Ocean to know what was going on in the American colonies. Uh, There's big things happening all around you, boy. If you can see them, if you can dream it, my gosh. The things you can accomplish. And a lot of people are always looking for and seeking for advice on, well, what comes first? The the action, the dreaming, the all of that. And I I always tell them, you know, you can't just dream forever and never take action. But I can tell you this. If you dream big every day, make that a focal point, making your dream board, seeing what you want. If you keep dreaming that and staring at it, you're not going to be able to stop yourself from taking action one day. You're going to do it. But if you sit back and keep thinking the chicken or the egg, Every day, yeah. then nothing's going to happen. But I can tell you, if you keep dreaming, keep dreaming, keep seeing it, really making a focal to think about it, what it, it will end up happening. Let's clarify something here because you mention it all the time, and I want people to make sure. I want to make sure they understand. I don't want to assume anything. You mentioned a dream board. What Heath means by that is you take however you want to create this thing. But I know you guys because mm-hmm. I've seen it in your home. Mm-hmm. You and, and Jenny both. You guys have basically built your own picture mm-hmm. in a frame. Mm-hmm. To take a piece of cardboard. Mm-hmm. You, you have glued pictures of the things you want. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, all these different things, and with some words on there. These are the things. Each year, you guys do this thing. On New Year's, every New Year's, my wife and I, instead of going out and doing all that, we stay at home, and we buy picture frames, turn over the little piece of paper that's in it, bunch of magazines we collect all year long, and yeah. we sit all night long and we reflect on that year. Really? How we did, what we did, mm-hmm. and we talk about and dream about what we want yeah. next year you and see everything. The difference? You see the difference? People yeah. don't do that. Yeah, yeah, but see, they think I'm lucky right. because I get those things, but <laughs> right. they don't. They rather go party all night yeah. on yeah. New Year's instead of, you know, and what that does for me, my wife, that we, we reflect on each other's dreams and what we didn't achieve yeah. and what we did, and we cut you cut out yeah. pictures, everything you see that you want or what it is there, and then we hang them up in our laundry room, both of them, so every day. We go by and we see our dreams on the board, yeah. Yeah. and you see them, see them, see them. Next year we do another one, and we always keep them. So it's going to be interesting in ten years to look back at the ten dream boards that we have and seeing what you know kind of came at it or not. But but I took we took an action <clears throat> yeah. to make that a reality instead of just talking about one day we're going to do it. Here's the thing: not only do people not do that, but how many people? Uh, never share their dreams with the significant others in their life. Yep. The people that can help you do that. You guys are about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. You know what? You were you were there together yep. at the creation, at the yep. seminal moment <laughs> yes, we when were. that when that happened. People don't do that with their dreams. Yep. Bring the people that can help you make your dreams happen. Bring that person into that moment when you give birth to it. Because you know what? Along the way, and I'm going to hush. Along the way, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to invite doubt into the birthing room when it's time for that dream to come. And it's massive because I know what she's trying to get. Right. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure she gets it. Yep. And she knows what I want to get. And we, as a team, want to help each other get there, which yep. is critical, I think, in your relationship. Dream big and invite the believers in your dream into your life. Yep. Let them help it be born and grow. All right, guys. Always, always a pleasure to sit here in the studio with you guys, Zach, Heath. Intern Chris is over there. He's being quiet. We love him, though. <laughs> and uh, looking forward to uh, Kristen's return. Where can people find you on the interwebs? At Ignorance on Fire, at Heath Oaks on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And look, share us with somebody. Tell, tell, tell them you like it. Share it. Leave a review. Share it. Leave a review. Send yeah. us an email. Tell us how much you love us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. Find me online at watchchad.com. We'll see you next week.
listening to RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.